Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. Our format has been like an on-air ladies Bible study event. I don't know if you're like me, but it's felt like a really long pandemic where I've been alone way too much. I miss those times when we would get together for live women's events. So much so that a group of girlfriends and I have been planning the Refresh Conference to be held at Lake Point Church in Leamington, Ontario on October 22nd of this year from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Links to the conference page are on the show notes with downloadable Soul H2O journal pages. You can find them on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 116. You could be the winner of the third annual anniversary contest if you enter before midnight on Saturday, September 17th, 2022. The big prize pack is valued at over $120 and includes two signed copies of the Soul H2O Women's Devotional for you and a friend, your very own Soul H2O water bottle, and two tickets to the Refresh Live Conference for Women. Two other entrants will be chosen to win a signed copy of my second book, The Soul H2O Devotional. Enter by texting the word ANNIVERSARY along with your name to 905-338-1250 and you'll automatically qualify to win the prize pack or books. That's 905-338-1250. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode number 116, Breaking Down Relationship Barriers, with interview guest Rael Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, author, radio and podcast host. This girl is amazing. And it's my intention this week to help you see Jesus can help you break down the dividing walls of relationship issues and live with hope for healing. So let's dive into today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. A friend just gave me a book called 10 Things Jesus Never Said and Why You Should Stop Believing Them. And this book is confirming my belief that Jesus has got to be the most misunderstood person who's ever walked the face of the earth. Time and again, the Sadducees would try and trip him up over his words. Matthew twenty-two fifteen records how the Pharisees went and plotted together how they might trap him in what he said. I've seen how people still do this today. They take one thing Jesus said, highlight it above the totality of all that he said and did to make it fit their twist on theology. There were whole groups of Jewish Christians in Paul's day who wouldn't accept Gentile Christians, people of faith who weren't born with Jewish heritage, because they focused on Jesus' words in Matthew 10, verses 5 to 6, when he sent out the disciples for one of their many missions trips, as he told them, don't go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But this was just one trip of many. They were ignoring how Jesus healed the Jews and non-Jews, reached out to the Samaritan woman, and spent time teaching the people of Samaria. 
Paul, when talking about Jesus, said in Ephesians 2 verses 14 to 16, For he himself is our peace and our bond of unity. He who made both groups, Jews and Gentiles, into one body and broke down the barrier, the dividing wall of spiritual antagonism between us by abolishing in his own crucified flesh the hostility caused by the law with its commandments contained in ordinances, which he, Jesus, satisfied, so that in himself he might make the two one new man, thereby establishing peace, and that he might reconcile them both, Jew and Gentile, united in one body to God through the cross, thereby putting to death the hostility. Jesus came to break down the barriers between people groups. He reached out to the Samaritans and shared the gospel with them, allowing a Samaritan woman to become his first evangelist. Jesus allowed women to be his disciples and go on ministry trips, something not acceptable in Jewish culture at that time. Things have also been flipped on the Gentile side, and even some Christians have fallen into anti-Semitic ideologies and behaviors, not even considering that Jesus was Jewish. Jesus came to bring unity, to have us reach out to an ever-increasing group of peoples. It's time for you and I to be like Jesus and start breaking down relationship barriers. Growing up, my mom would always tell me, you know, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And just the importance of surrounding yourself with people who are going to encourage you, who are going to inspire you, and who are going to help you through your life. And I think that's good company, and I hope that this show brings that to, to those who are listening. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. As president and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, or IFCJ, Yael Eckstein has the rare distinction of being a woman leading one of the world's largest religious charitable organizations after her father's passing in 2019. Not just satisfied to follow in her father's footsteps, Yale has forged her own path and became an accomplished writer and author of three books with publications in major outlets and inspiring many through her Holy Land Moment blog devotionals. In 2020, Yale was named one of Jerusalem Post's 50 Most Influential Jews. Yale's thoughts on the Jewish faith and Jewish-Christian relations can be heard on IFCJ's radio ministry programs, Holy Land Moments, and Israel Today, which are broadcast on nearly 1,000 radio stations around the world. Yale has a weekly podcast called Nourish Your Biblical Roots, and each month she invites Christian and Jewish thought leaders on her podcast, Conversations with Yale, to discuss Jewish-Christian relations and Israel's significance on the world stage. Yale Eckstein has accomplished much in the world, but she's still a devoted mom of four who loves to cook. Yale, welcome to the Soul H2O Radio M podcast show. Thank you so much, Sherry. I'm so blessed and honored to be here with you. 
Well, it is a privilege to have you all the way from Israel. And I think you won the award for the longest intro because, girl, you just do so much. (laughs) It's funny. Whenever I hear any intros about me, I try to kind of close my ears and not pay attention because it's a little bit too intimidating. I just take it day by day. (laughs) Day by day. That's good. That's good. Well, I am living vicariously through this show as we're talking about Israel, the work that you're doing there, and the upcoming Rosh Hashanah celebration. Since I've been enamored by Israel and Hebrew history all the way back since Bible college days and also during the pandemic, our trip to Israel was canceled in September 2020. And I've been just dreaming and dreaming for decades, really. So I'm going to really relish in this interview with you. I hope to see you here soon also in person. Yeah, that would be great. (laughs) Well, your father, Rabbi Yechel Eckstein, founded the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews in 1983, and he had this goal to promote Jewish-Christian bridge building through cooperation on projects for improving the safety and security of Jews in Israel and really around the world, and building support for the state of Israel And there's just so many Holocaust survivors still in Israel and around the world. And it's hard to believe with a country that's only been going for 74 years since 1948. And even though they've, you know, garnered this reputation for financial and technological excellence, not all Jews have been a part of this new blessing. So I'm just wondering how in 2022, with all these changes in your country, how is IFCJ still fulfilling this mandate to help? It's a great question. And so many people um, imagine Israel as, like you said, the startup nation, a place where uh, we've been able to make the desert bloom, just as the Bible foretold. But there are so Mm -hmm. many different areas that there are such significant needs. And I'll talk about a few of them where the fellowship is very involved in, and all of these are biblical. When we uh, look at what programs we should be involved in, we look directly in the Bible and we see feed the hungry, clothe the naked, shelter the poor, Mm -hmm. help the elderly and the orphans. And that kind of biblical mandate becomes the fellowship's work plan. And so um, although there are some very, very successful parts of Israel in this startup nation, we're also a country of immigrants. And so the fellowship is involved in both bringing Jewish people home to Israel from all four corners of the earth, just as the Bible foretold, and from Uh, Ukraine and from places like Turkey and South America and countries I can't even speak about that we're consistently every single day bringing more Jewish people home uh, because Mm. of the love of Christians around the world who are part of this biblical prophecy coming to fruition. So I, I guess I would answer your question in two ways. Number one, is Israel the poorest country in the world? Thank God, no. Are there significant needs here because of all the Holocaust survivors and immigrants who come with nothing but the clothing on their back? Yes. And we're a new country that doesn't even have a national food program. So like in America, you have food stamps for the poorest people. In Israel, we don't have food stamps. The fellowship is the national food program. And so we look at it as our honor and privilege to be able to help the needy of Israel. And we look at it even more in a way than that humanitarian life-saving aid. It's the message behind it that Christians around the world love you, stand with you, pray for you, and are here to help you. 
Absolutely. And I am definitely one of those Christians that is definitely invested in, you know, helping people in Israel and around the world. And and I just think it's so beautiful, this prophecy that is being fulfilled in our day that we get the privilege to to learn about it, to watch it before our eyes and to actually be a part of it by giving. So I know you are a woman of deep faith. Your devotions are beautiful and they really encourage people to get into the Bible. So I, I don't know, is that your Bible study tool or tip for the day? I I guess my Bible study tip or tool, not only of the day, but I guess the journey of my lifetime, is to read the Bible as if I don't know what happens next. To read mm. it as if it's new each time. That when I read about, you know, God telling Abraham, for example, Lech lecha me'artzecha me'moladetetecha, Go from the land of your forefathers to the place that I will show you. Imagining what Abraham was going through at that moment, not knowing Mm. where he's going, what will be. When I imagine God taking the Israelites out of Egypt, imagining what it must have been like as they were experiencing those 10 plagues not knowing what was going to be or going through the desert. And it's so easy to say, you know, how could they complain? How could they complain about water? <laughs> God does all these miracles for them. And then stopping and saying, mm, have I complained about less than that? <laughs> have yeah. I lost faith over less than tra- traveling in the middle of the desert and not knowing where I'll get water from? And so I guess when I study the Bible, the scriptures, the the Psalms, to see D- King David, this this faithful yet deeply also sometimes pained individual. I try to read it that I don't know what's going to happen next. And in every single verse, trying to see how it relates to me and my unknown journey of the next steps. I love that. That is such an incredible perspective because we know the end of the story, but they didn't. So really good to put ourselves into their mindset. Wonder if you could share a favorite Bible verse or one that's been inspiring you lately. Mm, Wow. Well, I guess my whole life, just as my father's life uh, of blessed memory, um, is dedicated to one thing, and that's trying to bring more light into this world, more unity into this world. And I believe my specific calling is in bringing Jews and Christians together in shared Mm. values, in love, in communication after 2,000 years of hostility and hatred to finally play a small part in bringing these two great nations together. And, you know, as the Bible says, my house is a house of worship for all the nations. And to see, Mm -hmm. to hear you, Sherry, talking about how you want to come to Israel and how you had planned to come to Israel and see Christians walking the streets of Jerusalem. I think um, this unity is what I believe in so deeply. So the Bible verse that really guides me is from Psalms 133. Of course, King David wrote, how good and how pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. Such a beautiful verse. And um, it's actually been a key verse since I was a teenager. We used it for our youth group theme verse uh, for a conference. We made banners of it. I'll never forget just even making the banner of that verse. And I think it's just incredible that today I'm getting to be able to, you know, be a part of that unity that God is building between Christians and Jews. So it's time for our break, but we're going to come back with Yale Eckstein to discuss Israel, the feasts, and so much more. I hope you join us. 
Shalom from Israel. I'm Yael Eckstein, and the music pick song for episode 116 on the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is God is in This Story by Katie Nicole and Big Daddy Weave. There's torn up pages in this book, words that still right here in my story. The warmer weather means you're always on the move. And the My Joy Radio app means the songs you love and the encouragement you crave move with you. Never miss another minute with 24-7 access to the Joy Radio live stream. Get the latest messages from the ministries you love delivered right to your smartphone. Or download them ahead for offline listening. Be uplifted, whether at the office or the beach. The My Joy Radio app, available now. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back with Yale Eckstein, president and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, author, radio and podcast host. Yale, I've been interested in Israel and Hebrew history since Bible college. I've already told you that. And it was literally my favorite course. And studying the feasts, the the law, the traditions, and how they relate to our Christian faith has been monumental in my growth as a Christian. And learning about these feasts really makes a difference. And, you know, I know for Christians, we we don't believe that it is necessary or mandatory that we follow them. But I really do believe that it's so important that we understand them. And I'm just wondering, do you think it's uh, helpful for Christians to celebrate the feasts or to learn about them? That is such a deep question, and I think you are uh, part of a whole new revelation of Christians that are realizing God's Word is forever. And if in the Bible He talks about the feasts, it's something that's relevant to all of His creations and all of the world. So um, yes, I think it's both tapping into how Jesus lived. We know that Jesus kept Passover and Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. Um, so I think there's so much meaning there for Christians to be able to tap into the lessons, the biblical lessons that are so relevant for our lives today today that the feasts teach us. Yeah. I know the Jewish celebration of Rosh Hashanah is coming up on September 25th to 27th here. And I noticed that the date for Rosh Hashanah is different in our calendar every year. So, you know, maybe people don't understand why and hoping you can kind of explain that. Well, that's a great observation. And the reason why is because in the Bible, the dates that are given are according to the Hebrew calendar. Now, the Hebrew calendar goes according to the moon. And so we still have 12 months, but they're a little bit different than the 12 months that we're used to that go according to the sun. So we still today, the Jewish people around the world that that celebrate these feasts still go by these biblical dates that are outlined. And that goes according to the moon, not the sun. That's really good. I hope that helps a lot of people to understand that. And Rosh Hashanah, can you just explain what is that celebration all about? 
Yes. Well, I love Rosh Hashanah for so many reasons. And one of them is because it's new beginnings. I know we have New Year's Eve and on New Year's Eve, you'll basically see people getting drunk and partying and doing things that don't look very godly and making New Year's Mm -hmm. resolutions that don't really hold. And so Rosh Hashanah is, I would say, maybe the holy godly version of that, that we um, make, yeah, we make resolutions, but ones that are sustainable, ones that we can actually keep and that are actually good for humanity. And so the three pillars that Rosh Hashanah Teshuvah is based upon, which is repentance, is prayer, repentance, and charity. That's what we're supposed to strengthen during the high holiday season. And we blow the shofar to remember the sacrifice of Isaac that almost took place, that level of faith that was uh, had by his father in a time when he prayed for so long to have a son. He finally has a son. God gives him the greatest test and says, go sacrifice him. And you know what? He goes and he's about to do it. And of course, it's then that he sees a ram in the bushes and he takes the, uh, and from that ram's horn, we blow the shofar, which awakens our heart to faith and to repentance. So on Rosh Hashanah, you'll find Jewish people around the world, both eating delicious, sweet food as symbolism for a sweet new Mm -hmm. year, praying, focusing on repentance, giving charity, and listening to the shofar, the ram's horn, the trumpet, as is called in the English Bible, uh, which really awakens our heart and soul to get closer to God. So it's a new opportunity, no matter what you did this year, no matter how far you feel like you've come from God, no matter how far you've come from studying his word, keeping his word, now is a time of renewal that you can come back. I love that. And I think, you know, some people listening might start figuring out what this is. And so our Bible, you won't see the words Rosh Hashanah in the New Testament, but you will see the Feast of Trumpets. And so that's just another way of calling Rosh Hashanah, you know, the Jewish New Year. And I think it's perfect timing. We just had last week the third year celebration for the Soul H2O radio show. And when I was given the opportunity to interview and times change, for when we got to do this interview, I thought how timely of God to put it right when we're taking a look at what we've done in the past year and what we want God to do in the next year. And I think that's um, a lot of what people experience in Rosh Hashanah, taking that time. And I love that, you know, you eat apples dipped in honey. Apple is my favorite fruit. But the one thing, if you could quickly just share the bread on the water, it's something mentioned in the New Testament that, wow, when I understood what people do with that during Rosh Hashanah is very impactful. Yes. So actually what Jesus was doing there was throwing his symbolic sins into the water. And it's something that Jews around the world still do today around Rosh Hashanah. We go to a body of water, we take we take bread, and we throw little pieces into the sea that represent all of our sins and transgressions. Well, Yael, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show. I've learned so much. I'm sure everyone listening has. And I just want to pray that you have a beautiful Rosh Hashanah with your family and that you really do experience something sweet in this upcoming year that God blesses you with. Amen. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful talking to you. And I just uh, bless everyone with that beautiful, beautiful blessing from heaven. And that's in our hands of unity. Mm, Thank you so much, Yale. It was great having you.
This week, I have two challenges for you. My first challenge is for you to enter the third annual anniversary contest because I want you to win. The big prize pack is valued at over $120 and includes two signed copies of the Soul H2O Women's Devotional, your very own Soul H2O water bottle, and two tickets to the in-person Refresh Conference for Women on October 22nd. Two other entrants will be chosen to win a signed copy of my second book, The Soul H2O Devotional. All entrants must be registered no later than Saturday, September 17th at midnight. Enter by texting the word ANNIVERSARY along with your name to 905-338-1250 and you'll automatically qualify to win the prize pack or a book. That's 905-338-1250. My second challenge for you is to join our mailing list and receive a copy of my Jewish Holidays and Feast Sheet that will help you see the biblical basis in both Old and New Testaments for these celebrations and hoping it will spur you on to research these verses yourself, to learn more about your Jewish cousins and how we're all connected. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 116, Breaking Down Relationship Barriers on the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to the contest, refresh conference page, and information about our guest, Yael Xteen, on soulh2o.com slash 116. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. Take screen captures while listening on your device and share it on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.